All right. Thank you for tuning in to Powerful Impact Podcast, where we interview people who have made a powerful impact on the community or the culture at large. I'm so racking tonight. I'll be joined by SP and Too Legit. And tonight, I just want to give my co-host to go ahead an opportunity just to say something real quick. And then we're going to bring our special guest for the night in. And then we're going to have a wonderful discussion with you guys as we talk about the culture, talk about music, and we talk about everything. So we're going to get deep tonight. SP, do you want to say something real quick before we get started this evening? Just chilling. Got in from one of the best wound care experiences I ever had. So I'm floating pretty high. <laughs> All right. That's what it is. Too legit. Hey, hey. All right. It's too legit. Um in Cali. There's actually an Oktoberfest happening like two blocks away. Okay. Yeah, I can hear it. All right. No Out problem. Out in the streets. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> That's what it is. But I'm happy to be here, you know. All right. Well, we're glad to have you here. And tonight we got a special guest, platinum recording artist and former Def Jam reggae artist, Cali Ranks. We welcome you to the building tonight. We thank you for joining us. And we're glad to hear your story tonight as we talk about the music, we talk about your journey, and we just talk about how you made a powerful impact on the community. So I'll go ahead and start it off with the first question for tonight. Where are you originally from and how did this shape you as a person? All right. First of all, you know, like he said, Cali Ranks, you know, thank you guys for having me. You know what I mean? I much appreciate that, Reggie. And the question again, you say where, where I'm from originally? Yeah, I did it shape you as a person. All right. Uh, originally born in Kingston, Jamaica, Jubilee Hospital, you know what I mean? All right. And raised partially in Jamaica and Brooklyn, you know, and basically all over the world. But I would shape me as a person. I mean, it, it, it shaped me. It's, it's me, period. You know what I'm saying? Because your birth. Where you where you're from, your, your your surroundings, your you know your initial come mm -hmm. into this world does have a lot to you know to do with how your life turns out, how the choices you make, or how you feel about you know a lot of things. So it has shaped my life profoundly. You know, what I mean, it it has created who I am today, where I, where I'm from as a Jamaican. Word. I'm just. Uh... I was wondering, I know you found a way to fuse reggae and hip hop so seamlessly. What gave you that inspiration? It was it's so well done. And I always love um, when you come out with something. So how did you come up with that way to fuse those two things together so seamlessly? That's a damn good question because I pride myself on that. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. the the I I I attribute that to being partially raised here, being partially born in Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? I was in Jamaica until I was about 14 years old, and then I came to live here. The first time I came to the U.S., I, it was I was about 11. So that period of the time is when hip hop starting to really become what it is you know as a culture i mean the first hip-hop joint i heard was uh rapper's delight right the hip hop a hippie to the hip so being born in jamaica and coming to america and then going to high school in jamaica you had somewhat of a a mesh of culture so when 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 i finally decided like you know emceeing is what i wanted to do 
I wanted to make sure I come and represented what I really knew. Since I wasn't like raised all the way in Jamaica until adult, until I, 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 you know, like say 17, 18, I couldn't very well jump up and, and, and pretend that that's what I'm giving you. So rapping was embedded in me. You know, the hip hop culture was embedded in me and I had a reggae from birth. So I started just basically walking that line where I didn't want to give up one and I didn't want to give up the other. And it eventually developed into that style. <laughs> Honestly. Beautifully done. That's God. Every single time. Thank you, mama. <laughs> so um, how did you get your name and does it have any special meaning to you or significance? Yes, it does. In a, in a lot of ways. The first initial K-A-L-I came from Calibus, which was a character way back in the days from Clash of the Titans. Calibus used to basically eat anything. You know what I mean? I mean, he challenged anybody. He was, you know, vicious. And when I was really young, I played soccer. And my stature was a little bit small compared to most players, but <laughs> I never showed fear. So when I was about, I think, 10 or 11 or 9, nine or 10, one of my teammates, after doing like, you know, to them, I guess it was, well, it was a spectacular play. And they said, yo, you eat anything, rude boy. You're like, Calibus. And the Calibus stuck. So they started calling me Calibus until, you know, a certain time. And when I started grabbing the mic and everything with the the, the, em the emphasis on, you know, the militancy of being an MC in Jamaica from the Kotti ranks, Shaba ranks, you know what I'm saying? There, there's so many ranks and it was all about being militant. So I just cut the bus chart and made it ranks. And of course, I went into the military. So, you know, it, it kind of fit because now Cali has ranks. So Cali ranks. <laughs> No. Yes, the weed comes into that, but you know, you know hey, you know, <laughs> it comes into a lot of things. But hey, we yeah, so you know, what I mean, there's a lot of meaning and in it, in it. But yeah, no it, it was Calibus and then Cali weed ranks. That's yes. word. That's word. Yes. Yeah. So, what was your first big break in the music business? I would honestly say my first big chance I had was way back in like nineteen. 90, 89, 90. I was really young. Okay. And I was doing reggae in the dance hall, you know, just, just you know, toasting the mic and doing my thing. And there was a small production company from New York with two dreads who owned it called Saston Productions. Mm -hmm. And they made a single. They, 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 they produced a single for me called Name Brand, which nobody probably ever remember or know anything about. But locally... My people loved it. And that was my first, you know, step. After that, a friend of mine happened to be uh, Little Cochise. He had a hit song back in the days down here when I came to Florida. And he was, you know, a, a part of 95 South came out of his group. You know what I mean? Just to, to, to make a reference. And he took me to some Italian cats who eventually invested in me and got me that deal with Def Jam. Then Drew Dixon signed me to Def Jam. So... I debuted on the show soundtrack, you know, by Russell Simmons. And that was my initial so-called big break. You know what I mean? Well, not so-called. It was the big break. 
that you know put me in a position to where I could eat a little bit still today from music. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And I know, and I know you, you know, and I know you didn't mention that, but you got a platinum plaque as a result of that. that yes, track. that 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 yeah. went platinum a few times. You know what yeah. I mean? And not only because of me. Yeah, we did do well with the single, but. Mm-hmm. On that record, they had so many juggernauts from Mary J. Blige, Tupac, you know, Biggie Smalls. You know, it was, it was LL. It was the best of the, you know, not all the best, but not like everybody that's the best. But they had some great artists that's among the best on that album. So that even today continues to, you know, I mean, make a make a roar because it was also one of the first soundtracks to deal with music, especially mm-hmm. hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, it made a mark. It, it really made a mark, and it 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 helped me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, speaking of speaking of the show, how did how did your my song end up on How did your life change? Oh man! After First you. Of all, I mean, completely 360. Well, we that at that time and that era in say 94, 95, mm-hmm. it was nothing like what we had today with the internet. You know what I mean? Things were more grassroots where you had to either get on a bus and do the chitlin circuit or you work your way up from just, you know, the clubs locally. There was no internet, no, you know, none of that. So you had to really work. So I ended up on Def Jam through the How Can I Be Down conference where we went down there and impressed some clinic and they in turn connected Def Jam and so on and so forth. My life changed like completely 360 from you just, you know, you know, doing what you do to a $3.5 million deal. That's, you know what I mean? In 94, that's, it changed my life. <laughs> yeah. It changed my life. It made me. It made me realize that dreams do come true. You know what I mean? For one, you know, because coming from an island where I'm used to. I mean, I've been through the phases from. Uh, most Americans would even know what a pit pilot is. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. you know our outhouse. You know what I mean? I've I've seen an outhouse. I've used an outhouse to, to from from say so so from an outhouse to say driving a seventy five thousand dollar car. You know what I mean? It 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 changed your life. It, it's I a different. Feel you. I've seen a I lot. Feel you yeah. on the I'm for that. I feel you on the outhouse. Yes, mama. <laughs> All right. Hey, me too. Me too. You could appreciate oh. stuff when you come from that. You know what I mean? When you've seen oh, yeah. that, then you could appreciate, you know what I mean, everything else. And you're not too frightened, even though, you know, you still make mistakes. You're not too frightened because you've seen what hardship can be. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Even- random little uh, thing like you know that turn up jack's hill to get to the shanty man do you know what i'm talking about not necessarily but it sounds like some country thing in a jamaica where you go up somewhere to look for an obiaman or something okay (laughs) i got to go there for buju and that was i i explain this to people all the time because i grew up on an island with outhouses too and okay I, i completely agree with you like you know, when I was at the Shanty Man's, it's it's a local spot, right? Okay, the so you went to a shanty town, yeah. No, it, there's a Shanty Man that's on Jack's Hill. And it sounds like you have a, you know, like, it, it, 
it's the locals, whatever took me there. And, um, but there's, you know, there's an outhouse and I knew how to use it because I spent my time on an Island too, up high in the villages and, you know, so it, you know, give thanks for everything we got for sure. That's real. Some people never experienced that thing. So, you know what I'm saying? They never, they, they don't really know, you know what I mean? How good they have it because they've never seen what bad really is. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I give thanks. Changed my life. <laughs> so, oh, since, since you came out, um, how do you think that um, reggae and dance hall music has changed since the, since the 90s? Well, of course, you know, it's, 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 it, when you ask that question, it's almost a gimme to pick on the younger generation because stuff has changed and the substance and everything has changed. But I don't try to knock them. I've learned not to try to knock them because every generation mm-hmm. is going to come with their own. But if we want a party to jump today, we're going to always go back to the 90s slang tang music and all of that because it's still what works. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. never failed. Now, the question is, 20 years from now, will they be playing their music in the dance hall to make it jump? Or will they still be playing the 90s music to make it jump? I think the 90s music is going to last forever because it was an era and a time where feelings was in it more than synthesizers. Like like today's music is more compute. Everything is computer now. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you don't have that heart and soul that we put in it from, from and the feelings. You know what I mean? Even though it's still good music. They're still good artists. You know what I mean? But the substance is not in it. It's not, it's not the same. The vibe is not there. It's, it's not the same vibe. The energy is not there. It's not the same energy. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a different era. Not it's knocking a, it, but it's, it's very different. It's don't a have totally different frequency. Yeah. I still listen to... I mean, there's a few... I listen to Popcorn now and again, or Jack Hure or one of them, but Buju... And and them man, they still move me. Stisland, them man, they still move me. I don't know, maybe because I'm old school, but those the contents and the vibe from that still move me more than a lot of what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I prefer that. I prefer the nineties. Yeah, well, I I mean, I think it's because it's it's the era that we grew up in, but yeah. Um, I always, I always, I, I'm one of those two. I, I, I don't like to crap on the youngsters. Yeah, you can't because now and again, even though you might not like everything they do, you'll find a jewel in the mix somewhere. You know what I mean? Where somebody has that essence and the mm-hmm. messages that we love. You know what I mean? So you can't really knock him, just like you say. You know what I mean? But it's, it's a, it's a difference. It's not as much heart and soul, even in, in the, in the fun part. You know what I mean? Because we went, it's just like how we thought, like, like not we, not us, the so-called woke, but, the, you know, the average people thought that, like, racism didn't exist no more until something really blew up, you know what I mean? And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, people are still racist. It's the same thing somewhat with the music, you know what I mean? The messages and everything that we used to, like, the PEs and all of them that used to get us to get up and march and do it without something really happening, just, you know, mm-hmm. fighting for the everyday, you know what I mean? From just having fun. So, you know what I'm saying, standing for something, that same vibe is not as, you know what I'm saying, prevalent. That's mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. We mm-hmm. need more of that. Yeah, we need more of that. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. This is Neville here. 
Uh, I missed the intro, but here I am. Um, I went there. Me not see him. <laughs> He's <disappearing. laughs> Um, I want to ask. This is my opinion. Now I could be wrong. Why do you think, or do you think, there are less collaborations with hip hop artists these days with reggae artists? Do you think it's more or less than in the nineties? I think it's the same reason I just stated. It's that it's the vibe because you you still find artists like say Chris Brown and them that make you know uh, uh, collaborations with reggae artists, but only because. He's used to that vibe coming from like he crossed over an error. You know what I mean? Chris is one of them, like he was some part of the old school and he's still a part of the new school. So he still reaches back. Our DJ Khaled, for example, he still reaches back for, for when he wants to make some dance hall music. It's, it's just now Jamaica is getting mad at him. Like, you need to work with some of the new artists and stuff, but he tends to reach back for like the bourgeois, the bounty or the soul to make, you know, reggae music for now. Because that's the vibe that most of the world appreciates. And if you go to like Amsterdam or, you know what I'm saying, you, you'll find some popcorn, like I said. You'll find some shensia, you know what I mean? But that's not the essence of what people consider as reggae because they still praise, say, Bob Marley. You know what I mean? Yes. Bob Marley is still the epitome of what the best reggae artist is. Everything else is a chip off of Bob Marley to the known world. You know what I mean? So if you ain't really say standing for something you know what i'm saying i don't mean nothing but i'm saying white people ain't gonna really you know what i'm saying they're they, they ain't gonna buy that because they want to hear a message too they know what you know what i'm saying the, the essence of the music comes from so the people that gravitate towards it is the you know what i'm saying so i think in the dance hall section where you used to have fun like slang tang and all that i'm not miss slang tang yeah. man, I'm not slang tang. you know what i mean yeah. that vibe our shaba vibe that he brought you don't really see that as much, so you don't have as much artists trying to cling to it. Look, even new school artists, they went back and got Shaba. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. At the firm, ASAP Ferg. You know what I yeah, mean? ASAP Ferg and them. Yeah, the new school is just not touching them like, uh, you know what I mean? The the the, the, the old school touching because even though it's not, say, bars, I ain't even going to knock nobody for the bars or what they say. I think it's the vibe and the soul. It's what you the said. Before. It's not authentic, yeah. bro. Everybody right, following yeah. everybody, bro. Everybody sound like everybody. <laughs> if, you know what I'm saying? You you, yeah, you yeah. ain't original. It's not it's not enough choices. You feel so me? I, so I guess that's probably why I'm saying that it's less, but it's probably not less. It's like what you said. The vibe and the soul of it is not the same. Like when the Super Cat remix Ghetto Red Hot by Salam Remix, yeah. that thing yeah. blew. Um, you have yeah. Shabarangs and K K Keras one with um the jam. See? Yeah. I don't hear, even though I hear collaborations, I don't get that vibe of a collaboration where it like no, really last, crosses over and really penetrates. The last wicked one you got was probably if not not say Nas, Nas and, and and Damien. Damien, yes, that but, album was Paul. Uh -huh. But the, the the last big commercial one yeah, you right. got was probably uh the the, the the you talking about is ghetto a uh, baby sham. And uh, Alicia what's her Keys. name? Alicia Keys. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Dave you Kelly. Know what I'm saying? That's, it's missing, man. That's what it's missing. That's that's the vibe. You feel me? Not necessarily that same style, but that's the vibe. That energy. That that you know what I mean? They had a subject. They you know what I mean? everybody wanted to move with that. You know what I mean? Do you think yeah. it can come back around? Because you know how they say everything goes in cycles. Do you think that yeah. feeling can come back around again? 
of those I think it's coming right now. I think it's coming right now. And uh, like uh, if you if you watch like say for example the verses with Jada and the the the, the, the vibes that he woke up it shows you that our generation or that they call the old school we ain't ready to sit down yet. Damn it, we mm-hmm. want to hear some more shit and we want to make some more shit. <laughs> That's and I'm so glad yeah. to see y'all and coming outside. It. Yeah, we started it. So yeah. until we decide we don't want to hear it no more and it's done, it's it's on. You know what I mean? So yes, it can come back around, just like miniskirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I haven't been outside enough to see any. All right, cool. I'll be on the lookout. <laughs> You locked down where you are. But I'm just yeah. saying, though, not necessarily that miniskirt is the style. No, I'm just saying everything comes back in style. You'll see a belt foot again. You'll see tight, you know, like like the, this, this tight pants that they wear. And that's not you. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, they, <laughs> that was the style I was before. Like discos, I mean, the, the 70s, my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So tight pants just came back around. You know what I mean? Next year they probably make them shiny. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Beanie Man. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, see that? Beanie love the shiny type pants. He's not care. I have been waiting forever to actually ask you since it came out about Living Legends. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is it I loved it from the first moment I saw it. I think I posted it so many times I started mm-hmm. getting on people nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my It was just so good. Thank and you. We plan to we're gonna redistribute the deluxe version as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. We put some new songs on it and we're gonna put it out properly to a major. They mm-hmm. said oh, they that would be amazing. Yeah, they they're gonna help us do it. We between yeah. us though, you know what I mean. We yeah. haven't call the name yet, but it's coming again. We're gonna do it properly and bigger. Dope. And just to have, just to hear cannabis in his bag. Mm. Oh yes. man! Oh man! He's gonna do some like... with me too. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna do some other songs and and help me do some stuff. Cannabis, oh, that's my awesome. He's yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he is absolutely really good dude. Yeah. So how did you convince Miss Lauren to come? Oh, her voice was so beautiful and y'all meshed so well together. How did you get her to come out and, Actually, and do this? I couldn't even take the credit by myself. My former A&R on Def Jam, Miss Drew Dixon, mm-hmm. she is the one who brought us together to do that. So I've known Miss Lauren since about in the 90s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we remixed this joint and we had to get her permission and stuff to put it out. So we had to get Drew to give her a call and you know what I'm saying? And she said it was okay. So it was Drew. We give that credit to Drew Dixon. And you know, you can look her up because she had her her story, you know, on Def Jam and stuff, and she got something on HBO right now. Mm-hmm. And she would include us in it, me and, me and Fredra and stuff. Her story is something I won't go into, but it, it deserves a ear. You know what I mean? You should look her up. Miss Miss Drew Dixon, former Def Jam A&R. Definitely going to look her up and see. Yeah, well, she's responsible for that one. Well, she's also she, producing, yes. Tell her thank you. Yes, I we appreciated it. It was so good. Yes, I do. I tell her every chance. I, she's a great producer. She produced Aretha. She, she discovered John Legend before they even knew who he was. I mean, she's brilliant. 
She's a brilliant, she's a brilliant, brilliant lady. I am my damn dog. Yeah, but yes, that I is awesome. That. Yeah. Um. So, uh, some of your other collabs. Right. Talk about some of your other hip hop collabs. Well. Black Rob has always been my family. God rest his soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Me and Rob goes back before uh, before he even signed to Bad Boys. You know what I mean? Rob was my friend. Uh, Chris Brown, it was more business, but like everybody else, we had to get his permission. We're not buddies like that, but I got mm -hmm. a great deal of respect for that cat. You know what I mean? And he gave us his blessings in many ways, you know what I mean? To get that done. Cannabis, of course, is my brother. You know what I'm saying? Rampage, another one of my brothers. Onyx goes back all the way to Def Jam. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, Fredro is in my uh, Kill Em All video. Him, Praz, and a part of them boys you just did, uh, that, that that group you just did an uh, 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 essay on, uh, Diggable Planets. You know what I mean? They showed me love. They they're in the oh, kill yeah. them all. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, so, yeah. yeah. Them so. them boys. So we go back. A lot of those a lot of my family. You know what I mean? We got Miss Steph at Miss Steph Adler on it. She's coming up on our Femi. He's been running mm -hmm. over for a couple of years. And uh, another cat from BMF, uh, Big Meat, one of Big Meat's youngsters and shit. That's underneath BMF. You know what I'm saying? Montana trip. So yeah, we we put it together. We put it together. Yeah, it was a good. It was a great album. There's, there's a lot of good, great, great artists on that album. Like I said, I presented the living legends. You know, what I mean, I even claim to be one of them. I just presented them because we find ourselves too much trying to celebrate them after we gone. Like I said, mm -hmm. uh, Rob, you know, God rest his soul. I was, I was kind of, you know, happy with myself that I did try to celebrate mm -hmm. him before something happened to one of them on that album. You know, it's a sad thing to see him go, but. I'm a damn sure, like I said, re-put that joint out and highlight that joint with him. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I could be oh, a part yeah. of him living because he, he's, he's, he's a great dude. He was a great dude. And I don't even think he got a fair shake, you know what I mean? To be honest with you. But mm -hmm. Rob was a great dude. Highly missed. Yeah, he is. You know, and he's a legend. And I, I would consider you a legend as well. I know you don't. I know you say you presented the legends. That, but, you know, I mean, you made a mark. I mean, you, you know, saying he was on the Soul soundtrack. And you was part of that 90s um, culture that made that move and really made some differences, uh, made some major, made a significant change in the culture at that time. So right. I consider you a legend as well. So, you know, I know you're humble and, you know, we know each other so we can go there with that. But, you know, I know you're much humble. Love, but at the end of the day, love. you yeah. know, you're a legend. You know, it's much love on this end. But um, Tula, I know you got some questions you want to ask. So I definitely want to give you an opportunity. But let's say rest in power to um, Black Rob because he was, a, 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 you know, want to give him his flowers, you know what I'm saying, for what he Definitely. did for the culture, for real. Can I, can I just piggyback on that before Tula? All man, right. I slept on Black Rob, man, for real. I only knew mm. his singles. And around the time when DMX passed away and stuff, I did actually a special in Clubhouse, plugged in Clubhouse right now, and a mix that I put together of his all of his albums. I like took I had to make the, I think, the best 20 tracks, so I did actually sit down and listen to his discography. I did not realize, one, he had so many albums. I didn't realize he did so many independent albums. And then I really listened to him lyrically. I'm like, this man's a lyricist, man. And really yeah, he wrote a lot made of some amazing Black songs. Black. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think they gave him the right push. He he did have the woe, 
but I don't think they gave him the right push, and I don't think Puffy really followed through with his career the way that he could have. All and right, let me interject here there. just for a second, because yeah. Puff yeah. do get a bad name, and I want to be one that yeah, that's what, that's not, not to cut you off, but uh, Puff did put some effort into Rob. What happened is, and I'm not bashing my man, but, uh, you know, it's sometimes people hear stuff in the industry and they just, you know what I mean? Not saying y'all do, but a lot of people hear stuff and, you know, you don't, it's not clarified sometimes. But remember, Rob did get locked up. Yes, you know I mean? yes, yes. And, and he when had you get locked challenges. up, yes. yeah, when you get locked up, no matter how much a person might love your music or want to push it, you know what I'm saying? Of course, Puffy could probably have done more to get him released and, you know, visit him anymore. But Puffy was really upset with Rob about getting locked up. You yes. feel me? Because I've seen him show Rob a lot of love. You feel me? So not like I'm a Puffy dick rider or a Puffy lover. You know what I mean? Let me clarify that also. But not everything First time being is said fault. on this part. You feel me? Yeah, not everything is his fault. Sometimes us artists fuck up too, bro. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And he had his he had his challenges and he had his demons and things yeah. that he was dealing with. Great as well. dude, man. Rob is a great dude. He helped too much damn people sometimes too. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So you give the shirt off your back from what I heard. But I guess what I just want yeah, to say is though his his music and what he did really uh, touched me after he passed, and it's sad that you know people would like, get mad at you, like, oh, you weren't on him before, you're a latecomer, you're you know, you're riding the wave. But when I actually listened to him, I was like, man, I missed out when he was here for real. No, nah, you didn't out. miss out, bro. If you can enjoy it now, that's what he would love. He wouldn't mind when you, when you, when you listened and how you got onto it. He wouldn't mind. I'm, I could tell you that. He wouldn't mind when you listening, when you, you you got a hold of his music, as long as you, you know what I'm saying, you feel the way you feel, bro. You know what I'm saying? So respect, brethren. Thank Dope. you for that. And that's a powerful impact. Boom! Bro, real talk. Fire. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I had just gotten on Clubhouse, you know, when, when he passed, and uh, then it was right in a row, like, boom, 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 you know, it was, it was DMX and... Um, Black Rob and Bismarcky, you know, and yeah. I that actually Neville, I don't know if you know that, but that's like, I, I mean, I had knew some people um, ahead, but like of Clubhouse before, you know, I mean, Tupac's producer invited me to the app. Um, that's also why I have the name too legit on there because he also produced MC, but I was in rooms um, and I, I made some like pretty long lasting friendships with you know, sometimes I'd be the only female in these hip hop rooms and I was just like comforting these people, like shedding real tears, you know, for these losses for the hip hop industry. It was it was large and just yeah, boom, was, boom, boom, all at once. You know? Yeah, it was bad. I was yeah. bad. So on that note, um, I'm up for a question. So like who would be your dream collaboration? Uh my dream collaboration right now, I, to be honest, I don't have a dream one, but if I should dream, mm, I don't know, Kalanji, he'd probably be Sizzler, honestly. Mm -hmm. Either Sizzler or Capleton, you know what I mean? Those are two of the most, like, conscious, and at my age right now, you know what I'm saying, consciousness is really important to me, mm -hmm. to leave, you know what I'm saying, to make some damn sense so even if, if, even if you don't sell a million records, make some sense, add on, you know what I mean? So that's where I'm at right now. So 
somebody like Sizzler or Boju or, you know what I mean? One of them greats, one of them legends that, you know, one of them icons, you know what I mean? That that has something to to teach the world, you know. What I mean, one of them one of them dudes. Hip hop to me, I mean, I've worked with KRS One. I still have a track from KRS One. I haven't used not not lyrically. Oh, he hasn't dropped anything, but he's produced tracks for me. You know what I'm saying? And I I put them away. I didn't even really like them. I didn't want nothing against <laughs> Chris, but they didn't fit my style. You know what I mean? So I know as it goes along, I got to get back to my roots more and more. You know what I mean? So, reggae is it. So, Kalanji, could you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. My screen For froze. Sure. Yeah, and, we can hear you. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, that was one of my intros to hip-hop was KRS-One, BDP, stuff like that. Um, right. And, so, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, since the name of the show is Powerful Impact, um, who are the two or three most uh, powerful and impactful people um, in your life, professional and personally, and why? Professionally, uh, damn, that, that's that's a hard question. Professionally, I probably pick my mom. I ain't gonna front. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. She's a hell of an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, she's a hell of a. I mean, she's she's a rock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, she can't hear me, so I'm not even. You know, <laughs> she's around here somewhere. I know she's yeah. there Yeah, she's a rock. You know, she's a rock to the whole family, dude. That's, that that would be my. Uh, you know what I mean? She's a mentor. She's you know for the last. Three, four hundred years, we know without the black woman, we don't know what the black race would have become. And mm-hmm. I'm, I come from a long line of strong black women. You know what I mean? From my, I was raised initially in Jamaica from my, with my great grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I knew my grandmother, but it was my great grandmother, like my mother's grandmother, mm-hmm. for real. So I know of these struggles, you know what I'm saying? I know. I've listened to the stories of my great grandmother, how she worked for someone's soul and, you know what I'm saying, did her first thing and bought her first, you know what I'm saying, house and butcher shop. And, you know what I'm saying? I came from a family of hard struggling workers, women, strong women. So that'd be the professional. And what was the other one? The, the, you said professional, personal and personal. And personal, damn! I think I covered it, but uh, personal, yeah. <laughs> damn, I, I, damn, that woman just she's the rock, dude. That's it, my mama, my mama. You know, I give thanks to the Most High. You know, what I mean, that's 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 the the key to all things. You know, what I mean, the Creator is the key to all things. So I give you know all praises due to Him. You know, what I mean. But other than for that, man, my mama, man, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. Well, Kelly, I'm gonna. I'm going to ask a question, kind of piggybacking on that. When it comes yeah. to music, before yeah. you popped off, who were your musical influences? Who I pushed Cali to want to do this? One of them was actually Shaba, of course. You know what I mean? When I met Shaba, I met Shaba uh, with Shelly Thunder, like, back in a something. A uh, friend, he, he he did a tour somewhere, I think in Florida, and a friend of mine knew him. We happened to end up on the bus, 
and he was sitting at the steering wheel, and I was like, yeah, Shabar, you I want to take your spot. This is before Def Jam, before, you know, any one of those things. And he looked at me, and he laughed. He said, yeah, man, that's cool. I want a girl to take my spot. You know, <laughs> it was just funny, but <laughs> Shaba was a huge influence because as a Jamaican, to see another Jamaican cross into, you know what I'm saying, the, the limelight to where he he made the world listen to the raw, the raw dancehall, you know what I mean? Like, he really put a light on the raw side of things, not just the Bob Marley side. You know what I mean? So Shabba was a huge influence on me. And I mean, as far as rappers, Kara is one, of course. You know what I mean? So those those two dudes, when I first initially started, you know, trying to become an MC or, you know, embracing the art, were probably the biggest influence. Shabba Ranks and Kara is one, honestly. That's, that's them. Chris is still... Sick of shit. <laughs> yeah, he is. He killing it. Yeah. He's killing it. I mean, he, he... that's why when I got signed, that's one of the first person I ran to. Like, you know, he had Mad Lion at the time. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted Chris behind me because Chris, mm. I felt Chris understood the whole Jamaican crossover vibe. You know what I mean? Even mm -hmm. though you know, I thought I was better than Mad Lion, you know, I mean, I'm mm -hmm. not. Not, not, not disrespecting the man, you know. As a young kid, you think you're better than everybody, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but Lion had a, you know, his, his shit was good. I, I love what he was doing, and I loved the part Chris played in it, you know, in developing his role. So I ran to Chris, but he, what I wanted to do, just did not fit. We didn't, uh, it didn't go together. It didn't go together. So I even had him try to remix the Kill 'Em All or redo it, you know. I did wasn't working, bro. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I want to ask you about your two new songs that you got out now, Go, She Gone, and Model For Me. Could you just kind of tell us about those two new singles? And I want to encourage everyone to go ahead and cop those wherever music is sold. But yeah, definitely uh, tell us about those two new singles that you have right now. They bangers. But I just want you to kind of just share with the audience about those two. Well, I encourage you to write those songs and, you know, how it came together. I appreciate that. The... the, the, the Model for me was, uh, which is produced by Armada, is uh, mm -hmm. is an idea. It, it's 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 a really fun song. It's 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 something that uh, it's it's more like exercising for the ladies that love to exercise and have fun. Right. You know, I mean, there's no real deep meaning to it. It's just like there's no cursing, there's no you know obscenities or anything in it. But it's a sexy song. Mm -hmm. And Armada was doing his his last reggae project. He was working on. He wanted uh Make a combination of a joint that, you know, embrace, bring all the islands together, like, you know, Puerto Rico and Jamaica, you know what I mean? So we found this young kid in Jamaica and uh, this veteran MC from Puerto Rico. Okay. And we put that joint together, model for me. Yeah, that's 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 what that's about. It's about, you know, just like it, it says, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Model for me. <laughs> all right. That's what it is. Show me a thing, you see me? Yeah, yeah. Man, show me a dance move, show me a vibe, show me, you know, like I said, there's no obscenities in it. I'm too old for the foolishness, so, you know what I mean? But it's the real yeah. fun song. Now, Go Shigan is, mm -hmm. to me, I didn't I didn't even make Go Shigan to be a record, honestly. Mm -hmm. I made Go Shigan as a tribute to Shelly Ann Price, mm -hmm. uh, Fast Elaine, who is uh, Miss Hera, mm -hmm. and uh, Sherika Jackson, who won the 
100 meter Olympics, you know, coming in number first, second, and third, the one, two, yeah. three. Mm -hmm. And the song became mad popular with Jamaicans, and they just kept screaming, Yo, you got to put this out for us to get it. You got to put this out for us yeah. to get it. I put yeah. it on Facebook, and you know what I'm saying? I tried to, you know, do a little promotion to them, and it just jumped to like First thing I tell them to do is if you if somebody gave you a blueprint, throw it away. There's no <laughs> blueprint. Because of the fact, to be honest, yeah, back in the days, there was a formula, there was a blueprint, there was a, you know what I'm saying? And of course, yeah, there's steps that you do take today, you know what I mean, that you have to follow. But as far as there's a blueprint and a said way to do things, that's no more. Because every, I would say every three, four months, this whole thing changes, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. of how a record is put out. And how a record is promoted, how a record is, you know what I mean? Because everything is so digital now. So the only advice I would give an artist, because you have, you could put out a record and it hits, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll be a success overnight. Mm -hmm. And you're also in a climate where you could put out something and you're trying for years and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So because it's so many people trying you know what i mean and a gimmick will override you in them any minute they might not last long but a gimmick will kick your ass you know what i mean and mm -hmm. this social media thing is all about gimmicks everybody got a damn gimmick to sell a product or something you know what i mean i would say the advice i'd give anybody is remain yourself do not let trends change you do not if you're a serious artist and you want a career being an artist be yourself. Mm. And if you do believe in yourself, which you should if you decide to do this, if you do believe in yourself, you stick to your guns. You feel me? That's mm -hmm. if you truly believe in yourself. You stick to your guns because your day will come. If you have a product that you believe in, there's nobody can make you stop doing what you're doing or, or, or make you fail except you quitting. You feel me? So my advice to any artist is don't dream, be practical, be persistent. You know what I mean? And be yourself. 
you know, gem drops here uh, by Callie Ranks. So I was going to ask the next question. Um, how, did, how did the song Kill Em All come about and how did you end up on the show soundtrack? Kill Em All, Kill em all came about because in that era, like I said, it was so competitive. Everybody wanted to, to stand out and be different. My question was, you know what I'm saying, since it was it was the time when uh, Craig Mack, if you listen to Kill Em All carefully, we influence each other how we influence each other without, say, copying. You could always, you know, compliment somebody's style. Like Represent, Represent became came from uh, Nas, right? That Represent, Represent. I said Represent, Represent Kid, but the Represent, Represent came from Nas. If you're a hip-hop head, I know Carlos know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know I know that, 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 yeah. Just the words, hip-hop, represent, yeah. represent, yeah, came I know from, what from Nas. So yeah. it's the same thing to go back to where I said, I was one of those kids that was born in reggae but raised in hip-hop, so how do you mm -hmm. walk that line? You know what I'm saying? You give them a little bit of this, Mm -hmm. A little bit of that, yeah. just like yeah. my song, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you still yeah. remain yourself. Mm -hmm. So kill them all was the phrase kill them all was me saying, okay, what could I say that could be the hardest shit that a motherfucker can't rebuttal? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. That's what, true. what could you say to a motherfucker that they can't rebuttal it? No matter how hard an MC is or whatever is that kill them all. Represent, what you gonna say represent. To that? Yeah, that well, how do you reply to that? What you gonna say? If I say, all right, yeah. I just killed them all. What? No. <laughs> and I, and that's what I like. That's the genius behind it that's too. It. Because, yeah, that's the genius behind it because you say I take my lyric and murder them. You know what I'm saying? And murder them. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So the concept of that was just me trying to defeat any competition before the competition came. Mm -hmm. And since Mad Lion was running around and Black Panther was running around, they were my target. All right. Mm -hmm. You could have be a bad jungle lion or a jungle cat. <laughs> Word. Take off a whiff of the cali and you lie down flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they knew that. Because Mad Lion came to me and said, Yo, somebody told me, man, you talking about me in front Not trying to start shit because I got mad respect for Mad and you. They my boys and everything. But yeah. back then, it was, you know, just like Cannabis would tell you. It was all dog eat dog. <laughs> he was like, what can you say to shut everything down? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Nobody can ask you nothing. Kill them all. Well, so that's how that came about. It was it was, it was a fight. <laughs> that's dope. Oh, I miss that spirit. I miss that spirit. <laughs> that competitive that spirit. There was nothing more fun than to go down to the radio station and watch mm -hmm. the MCs battling to mm -hmm. see who was going to get the interview. That was it. That was yeah. it. <laughs> the vibe yo yep. yeah so it came from that vibe you know what i mean yeah Absolutely. we wanted to win everybody wanted to win but you had to win with your own shit you couldn't really follow nobody you had to come up with your own so you know what i mean you got to think and r.i.p the black rob like i said that's one thing he always says yo before you make an album bro you go listen to the oldies and when you sit down just think mm -hmm. when you're writing just think and that's missing today the motherfuckers rhyme sound no excuse me Chris curse these no, rappers you, rhyme sound like ABC <laughs> one two threes they sound like they copy and just repeating mm -hmm. the like, a a a you know what I mean? no, mm -hmm. no man mm -hmm. say something bro mumbling anything 
I'll Trump take anything. Me too. Stop Trump say anything. Represent, represent, kid. You know what I'm saying? Say something. I'll take yeah. another Kim just yeah. to say something. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's I real. think I, was, I told somebody, I said, you know, it, it, back is Eminem's worst song, but at least it was a story. At least yeah. he said exactly. <laughs> yeah, a lot to say. Yeah, lyrics, mm-hmm. I, lyrics, lyrics counted them times. You know what I mean? So True. that's what's missing, man. Bars, content, you know, ideas and concepts, you know, think, man. Messages. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be entertainment and creative. Yes, you know, but 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 you can't just mumble your way through it, man. Every at least everybody can't. Mm-hmm. Everybody cannot do the same thing and expect this to continue like this. You know, like T Pain mm-hmm. said, do something different, do something else. That's all we want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and you know it's bad when T-Pain says something <laughs> real, talk. real things though man it's serious. real yeah, so, man. just thinking back over your career and all that you've done and all that you've accomplished what would you tell the younger you to avoid some of the hurdles that you went through throughout your career? Be patient. Uh, Be careful who you trust, for one. You know what I mean? Stand strong when you need to... There's so many things I tell my damn young self, boy. (laughs) But, But the most I would say is be patient. You know what I mean? Be patient and, 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 uh, be careful not to squander opportunities because you never know when things will really, you know what I mean? Fall in your lap and, and how long things last or, you know, what, whatever it might be, but be patient. You know what I mean? Be patient. Patience. Yeah. That's great advice, especially in this microwave society that we've created. Yep. <laughs> that's a good way to put it <laughs> for real I wanted to ask Callie do you feel I don't know what age you are now what age you were then and it's not my business like but did you <laughs> did you <laughs> like you know a lot of artists now right? See, right a lot of artists now like what to um piggyback off what SP said like it's microwave culture it is instant gratification everybody yep. gets triggered in good ways right from Instagram and not I don't know if it's good ways but they get yeah, they kill themselves if they don't get likes yeah <laughs> yeah exactly literally yeah but well like with you now do you think that or with even these art I don't know how to ask this do you feel like if it happens too young for you like too much success too quick first album out the gate platinum where do you go from there? Like yours kind of built up, right? Your career built up, built up, built up. Do you feel like if it happens too fast, it is it is hard to maintain or it's hard to have appreciation for it? You start to feel privileged. Like you know what it was like before the show and then you know what it was yeah. like after the show. So I don't know where, where that happened in your career. But yeah, it's it's like it's like any any human in anything, you know what I mean? You 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 it can, you know what I mean, and who's around you has a major part to play in it. And of course the 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 chances of you effing up, you know, getting everything young is way, way higher 
than you know you riding the treadmill and, and getting everything slow because your appreciation is going to be a lot more you know what i mean ego what ego will will, will will tear anything apart bro you give a young kid 19 20 you know a couple million dollars and just let him run loose without you know no smart people around him that's 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> some shit is gonna happen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I got to my face thinking about sad. it, not even realize how close I got it to my damn face. But yeah, bro, <laughs> it, it, it does it does play a large part in 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 longevity and success, depending on how early you you know what I'm saying. Of course, your mind your mind frame has a lot to do with it, but most young kids, bro. 1920 nobody got no damn mind frame give me a million dollars i'm gonna go damn crazy what? Mm-hmm. You, must be nuts. you know what i mean so yes you it's good to have good people around you and it does play a major part i'm answering the question four or five times yeah yes yeah yeah, yes. yeah. and hey and 3.5 million back in the 90s is like 10 million now in the 2000s yeah. so it's big yeah. money right now if i saw yeah, 10 but million you gotta also understand when you get a deal for like so much you know what i mean they don't put the lump sum in your hand. You know what I mean? What they do is they partition this, do this, they give that for the budget, that and that. So when they tell you to sign you for a certain amount, yeah, you see, like my first check here was 85 grand, you know what I mean? But that money that's just a fall in your lap, like boom, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, 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 it's it's a lot that goes with it. But yeah, you become a damn fool if you're not, you know, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good advice though for, for, artist. yeah, it's real. It's real, yeah, bro. And keep it, and appreciate you sharing that, that situation and that story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to keep good people around you, bro. Across the cross them T's and dot them I's and people you can trust. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With money, it's always problems, bro. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Yeah, me and this phone to my face. I'll be forgetting I got a damn phone. No, you're good. Tula, you want to ask? You want to ask? I'm a country question? boy, bro. You gotta excuse yeah. me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna pretend. I'm a country boy. No, it's all right. I'm a country boy too, so we That's we good. Up. We linked. We linked. <laughs> I think we all on the same page with that one. Oh, word. That's what's up. Right. Keep it real, one hundred every time. Yep. No doubt. Yeah, First man. First of all, I just want to say, you know, I don't have a microwave. Um, my choice for like I don't know the past like you know decade whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just wait for things to bake and all that jazz. But um, so I know you're not your career is not over, you know. Right, right. But have you so far? Have you gotten everything you've wanted out of your career? Um, no, not as yet. Not as, not as yet. As far as like satisfaction, yes. You know, what I mean, uh. Success is here and there, you know, a little money keep trickling in. Yeah, yeah. But what I really want out of it is to make that impact, just like y'all making right now. And I think to make that, you have to open some doors, do something, you know what I mean? Create, create some type of entity where like we're working on right now with a label to where, you know, youngsters could get an opportunity to do something better than I've done. You know what I mean? Make it better for somebody else, you know, et cetera. You know what I mean? So no, I'm not done. You know what I mean? I got a lot of stuff I, I, I got to get done. And music is just a gateway. And I really want to start to use it to make some type of changes. I don't care if it's even in one life. You know what I mean? I want to make some changes. Awesome. Thank you. Go ahead, SP. I think we all reached that. We all reached that point where 
you know it's time to make it better. Yeah, contribute. Yeah, do something. Yeah, you don't just just suck up the damn air. That's real shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, we want to thank everybody tonight for tuning in. Um, I, I want to thank my my partners that joined me tonight, Neb, Too Legit, SP, and more importantly, we want to thank the legendary artist Cali Ranks for sharing his story and taking us on the journey with you. We greatly appreciate you doing that. And taking out time once again we know this was a a very you know uh morning for a time a morning for you we thank you for taking out time to join us and we want to send blessings to you and your family through that experience and more importantly we thank you for making a powerful impact on the community with your music and with your heart and so we just want to thank, thank you for all of that you know what i'm saying and you know me and you we go back we got this love on our end so we know and you got love from powerful impact i can speak on behalf of the whole crew that's that real that's real and we appreciate you being here with us tonight. So we just want to thank you again. We and want to encourage. Oh, go ahead, SP. I'm sorry. Before we before we go, I just really want to express my gratitude because mm. I have wanted to talk to you since 2019. So this has oh, been gratifying and a absolute pleasure. And I really thank you. I thank you guys for having me, man. God bless y'all, man. I appreciate you. And again, we just want to encourage you once again. We want you to go ahead and follow Cali. We want you to go ahead and provide your social media links, uh, website. That way they can go ahead and buy your music, get the chance to follow you and continue to be updated about things that you're doing. So can you go ahead and share that with our audience right now? All right. Everybody, just, everything is always Cali Ranks. The only thing different is uh, Instagram, Cali Ranks underscore and the real Cali Ranks. But yeah, everything is Cali Ranks. And no, nobody like that name Cali Ranks, so they don't have it. All At right. Well, that's, <laughs> that makes yeah. it that's easy to find you then. Yes, sir. Easy. <laughs> I just want to say thank you too, and uh, maybe next time you're in Cali, I'll be able to meet you at an event. Much so, appreciate y'all, man. Stay blessed. Salute. Salute. All right, Salute. Stay blessed. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, brothers. <laughs> and we we appreciate everybody for tuning in to the Powerful Impact Podcast with Soul Rack. SP and Too Legit and Neb featuring the legendary Cali Ranks. We ask that you subscribe to our YouTube channel and stay connected for upcoming episodes and follow us on social media. That's at Powerful Impact. And when you see it, it's the one with the exclamation mark. We want you to recognize who we are, continue to follow us, continue to support what we do. And we just want to say salute and one love. Salute. Salute.